Hey everyone, this is Dr. Chalam, your host for Women Wide for Wellness. Today's conversation is with Reed Davis. He is the founder of Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, which is a great service that he provides to people who want to not only do their own testing, but to learn how to interpret this testing. And it's a great online course for so many who have been struggling for years with regards to their own health problems. But what I like in this conversation with Mr. Davis is this. He explains physiology in such simple terms, in some, such a simple way, that even if you don't have a science background, you will get to understand it. So if you're looking to understand a little more about your thyroid, about your various hormones, about the steps that are needed to regain your health, this is the conversation you want to be listening to. So once again, as always, subscribe to our YouTube channel, share this podcast, download it in iTunes. And without any further delay, I am going to get into the conversation with Mr. Davis. But before that, do remember none of our conversations or the information we discuss should be construed as medical advice. There is no physician-patient relationship formed, but the goal of this podcast is to keep you educated, keep you a smart patient, so that both you, the patient, and me, the doctor, together can ask the right questions and change the system that has both of us trapped in the chronic disease cycle. So once again, here's my conversation with Mr. Reed Davis. Welcome, everyone. This is Dr. Chalam for another installment of our podcast. As you already know, our, my goal is to help you understand that health is a natural state. And disease is something that happens when we're not paying attention. So today I have someone who will explain this really well to you, Reed Davis, who is the founder of Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. And Reed is actually a holistic health practitioner, as well as a certified nutritional therapist. And I'm going to ask him what that is. And he also is the founder of Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, where he helps other people be, get trained in addressing symptoms, abnormal. I mean, symptoms are always abnormal. Let me tell you, there are no normal symptoms. But abnormal symptoms get to their root cause by doing what we call as functional lab testing. So welcome, uh, Reed. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Well, thank you, Anisha. It's fantastic to be here with you in awesome. the audience. So I have a quick question. Uh, what is a holistic health practitioner? How is um, that different from a health practitioner? Well, I have uh, a dozen different certificates I earned over the last 20 years, just designating a certain level of training or type of training. The holistic health practitioner is a board certified uh, by the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. And so, huh. you know, they're basically people who try to find the underlying cause or condition and resolve the health problem at that level versus just treating the symptoms. 
And yeah. so, you know, if you treat the symptoms, it's not a bad thing because you don't want to be in pain. But you also don't want it to come back, and you don't want it to come back worse, and you don't want the underlying causes to your conditions to spiral downward. You know, you try to resolve it at the very elusive root cause. Right. Um, but the truth be told, most people do not resolve their issues early. They come to us when everything has failed. And um, yep. I think one of the um, reasons for that is a lot of us live with disease and symptoms. And when something becomes common, it becomes normal. Um, because if you complain of, um, you know, arthritis at the age of 50 or 55, and all your friends are complaining, it gets normalized. So people don't understand what symptoms are and what it means. I mean, if you're not diagnosed, if you, uh, when I speak to people, one of the things they tell me is, um, you know, I feel fine. I don't take any medications. I don't have any major issues. I just have a weight problem, Right. And sometimes that's all they think. And then when I delve a little deeper, um, they've had endometriosis as a young woman. Then they had hysterectomy. That also was not an issue. Then they had their gallbladder removed. That is not an issue. That means that disease got cured. And now they just have a weight problem that they've had for the last decade. And they've tried every possible diet. And they're coming to me for a deeper evaluation um, because all of their blood tests are normal. So how would you educate people on um, what is normal and what is abnormal? And why is that they take that much time to actually seek an alternative or a deeper dive? I, I hate to call it alternative because it should be the a mainstream, but get into a deeper dive into why they are struggling. It's a great question, and thanks. You know, the truth is that all symptoms, all signs or symptoms are a signal that something's wrong. And they're usually, this is important, the last thing to occur in a disease process. So um, people don't come to us who are perfectly healthy. Uh, if, if you have headaches, there's no such thing as a normal headache. Uh, there's no such thing as a normal hysterectomy you know you know i've had uh clients who came and said that their doctor told them it was normal for their age to have a hysterectomy and they were only 42 years old so it's just wrong there's no such thing as a normal symptom it's it's abnormal you know a person who is functioning let's say close to 100 percent, or even close to just the way you're designed you're designed very well there's there's, it's, in, it's perfect, you know, every cell, every tissue, every organ, every system in your body has an innate intelligence that instructs it how to behave. Uh, you don't have to teach any cells what their job is, do you? No, they know what to do. And so, uh, again, this sort of downward spiral of dysfunction, uh, produces symptoms down the road so by the time you have a symptom something has usually been wrong for a long time and i agree with you completely that we're being told by some practitioners it's normal well i had a doctor once and i was having pain in my left knee and he looked at it, he said oh well you know you're getting older i said 
Yes, but both my knees are the same age. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he, he didn't think that was funny. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the truth is your entire body's the same age. Why is one part where? Well, the truth is there's some kind of degenerative, long-term, chronic, ongoing stressor or uh, I call them contributors to metabolic chaos that that are producing symptoms. So our job as health coaches, as holistic health practitioners, is to look upstream to see where where's the dysfunction. I call those healing opportunities. Um, so we do run a lot of lab work for that purpose. Got it. So how are your practitioners different from physicians? Well, uh, most of my practitioners are not licensed uh, physicians, you know, so physicians have licenses, they go to school, and they get licenses to practice medicine in their right. state, it's usually by each state. So that's very important, you know, uh, to have a license to, uh, it's a really prescriptive rights. Right. If you're going to be writing prescriptions, you need a license because prescriptions can be very dangerous. They can be um, really risky. They can cause all kinds of side effects right up to and including death. So I think you should be licensed to uh, be able to prescribe something that could kill someone. <laughs> so, you know, our way of thinking is completely different. We're not going to use any kind of agents that right. would result right. in hardly any side effects or, or, or especially death. You know, we, we just don't deal in that trade. Um, again, we look for healing opportunities. Right. What, what does the client really need to repair? And we look at like hormone balance and immune system, uh, whether it's active or underactive, you know, it, the uh, digestive system, are you breaking down food? Uh, because malnutrition is really important. Uh, we look at the detoxification systems, not for a medical diagnosis to prescribe an agent that has risks and warnings and contraindications and, and could be very dangerous. So we don't need a license to do that. Uh, we just need a cooperative client who can right. follow some guidelines, uh, you know, once they realize what the problem is, they're usually pretty motivated. Absolutely. Not, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I was just getting into um, also the lab testing, right? A lot of that um, in terms of understanding what I've noticed is you teach a very good physiology aspect as to why we get these labs and what is normal and why that is normal. So um, when they go to a health coach, someone who can actually do lab tests with the goal in mind of trying to address any healing opportunities, not treatment opportunities, um, yes. which is what I, I understand from what you're saying, and also helping a very motivated client to make those changes to get that healing. Um, begun because healing begins from within, not from outside. Um, what medicines actually do is put a pause on the destruction till you can get to heal from within. Uh, they should never be used as the only option. They are an option, but they're not the only option. They're an option when something is emergent, something is urgent, something is actively destroying. And a classic example would be somebody coming to us with very, very high blood pressures. That's not the time to be um, addressing just healing opportunities without support. You hold the crutch as you get to heal. 
and um, so I understand that part. So let's talk about one of the things that I really enjoyed, and you know, I've said this to a lot of my colleagues, one of the reasons I did the functional diagnostic nutrition is to really understand when I started my functional medical practice, I wanted to hire a coach for my practice because I wouldn't have the time. Um, I, I do best what I do, which is really getting to the diagnosis from a functional medical aspect of the patient's underlying, you know, where did the first domino fall? And I would like somebody to coach them back to wellness. And at that time, I did do your functional diagnostic nutrition. And what was very impressive is how you explained the various dysfunctions. And one of um, the things that I like for you to talk to my audience, um, because they, a lot of them struggle with, is thyroid disorders. So if we can delve mm -hmm. a little deep into the thyroid, um, why um, so many women struggle with it, but they, they feel that they have it, they have all the symptoms, but all of their blood tests are normal. What is going on? What have you seen um, in your practice um, as a holistic practitioner? And because you teach a lot of people, you see a whole bunch of, you know, this kind of problem. How do you uh, educate a patient on how they should be looking at it? Well, there's a difference between how I teach my trainees my graduates and because they do need to understand the physiology the anatomy the biochemistry it can get very uh, complex yeah. and good teachers seem to have a knack for making it easy easy yeah to understand and so uh we break down the anatomy and physiology and the, the biochemistry there, there are signals that the body gets it gets signals from the environment every kind of stress whether it be mental emotional or physical or environmental or or what, what have you um and those signals uh have an effect on our the way our body works and when it comes to the endocrine endocrine system uh, which are basically, you know, your your ovaries if you're female, your thyroid, and your adrenal glands, for instance. So you have hormones, and these are mess you know, chemical messengers that travel around the body. The thyroid, in particular, regulates metabolism, so the rate at which you are uh, producing energy on a cellular level so that those cells can do their job. So, so metabolism, we all know that if you have a slow thyroid, like low levels of thyroid output, um, you could have weight gain. You, know, you can't maintain your weight. You could have low energy and fatigue. You could have uh, even like tingling or even ice cold hands or feet. You could have dry skin, hair loss. You can have brain fog, poor sleep, muscle aches. A real uh, common I didn't say normal. I said common symptom is constipation, swelling in the ankles, even feeling blue, sad, blah. You know, this can be from low thyroid output. So typically, if you go to a physician, those that cluster of symptoms sounds like thyroid. Well, it sounds like thyroid. Uh, so then that physician would run a test and say, you know, yes, your thyroid output that the levels of thyroid hormone are low and you know pat himself on the back or herself and say i found your problem it's it's thyroid 
and here's your thyroid medication. So they're just, in a sense, treating the test results in, in the way I look at it. Uh, and, and you might feel better. Uh, but eventually, if you don't find out why is the thyroid low output, it's just going to get worse. And you'll need more medication and more medication. Or uh, you might have a new set of symptoms occur. And if you have a new set of symptoms occur, the same mentality isn't going to make you any healthier or better. You would just look at this new cluster of symptoms, and maybe it's you, you, you have low sex drive and uh, your energy is even worse. So the, the, it might sound like testosterone instead of thyroid. Now we're looking at a, a sex or testosterone. And, yep, pat yourself in the back. You found low testosterone. Now here's your testosterone replacement so now you're on thyroid replacement and testosterone replacement and you can see how that mentality of just symptoms test enter an agent you know with without much regard for the variables like who is this person and how old are they and how active are they and how well do they sleep and how do they eat and what kind of stress is involved in their life and and all these different other factors so a physician using that mentality of symptoms, test, yep, you know, treat the paper with an agent, a, a drug, or even a supplement. That doesn't make anyone any healthier. Right. And so you're really just chasing symptoms and chasing the results on the paper. So the obvious question, Doc, becomes, well, why is my thyroid low? And and what we find is that often is just a it's a um, it's actually a normal we could say normal response to various stressors. Well, it, what kind of stressors would suppress thyroid or result in low thyroid output? Well, all kinds because again, thyroid is responsible for metabolism, metabolic rate, which you want to be I think pretty high. Uh, at least solid. Now, if you're under stress, what would the body want to do? Conserve resources, slow down metabolism, kind of go into hibernation even. So, so really, the, 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 the low thyroid output is a, uh, is a normal adaptive response to the levels and types of stress you're under. Now, uh, you probably won't hear that a lot of other places unless you're talking to a holistic health practitioner, someone who uh, has the view that there's always a cause. There's always a way to look at those underlying causes. Instead of just symptoms, test, agent, drug, you know, or supplement. So we, you have to dig a little harder. You have to ask a few more questions. You have to uh, really investigate and be a pretty good health detective. A holistic health practitioner is, is a health detective. So we, we start looking at upstream at why is the thyroid low output, you know, of, of low output. And barring any, uh, you know, autoimmune condition or something that's actually attacking the thyroid or any very rare uh, nutritional deficiency, tyrosine or, um, you know, uh, iodine or something. Iodine. Iodine or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because those, those are possible, but they're really rare. So, so typically, instead of treating the test results and just replacing the missing 
uh, hormone, whether it be thyroid or, uh, you know, estrogen or, you know, testosterone or whatever it might be, uh, we would we'd want to know why. What's the stressors? And finally on this, you know, typically if you have lived yourself into this condition of low thyroid output, you've um, kind of eaten your way into it. Uh, lack of sleep your way into it. You can lack or over-exercise your way into it. You can stress yourself into it and so on and so on. Well, then you can reverse that as well without just treating the symptoms or treating the test, treating the paper. So normally, how long do you anticipate somebody with a thyroid disorder? Um, what I tell my patients is a lot of these conditions you develop. You develop over years and that's why when when it becomes a bother to you like um most women will get to us when they've gained about 10 pounds in three months and they haven't changed their eating habits or their exercise habit or when they begin to lose hair and at that point it has gone whatever is driving the stress whether it be inflammation whether it be a physical or emotional stress has been there for some years. And like we just discussed before, a lot of these stresses are common, but they're not normal. And your thyroid is responding normally to an abnormal condition. How long do you anticipate people can recover when we get the right, um, first of all, what are the right steps? How do you have them recover? What are the things that they should identify as uh, patients before you? You know, there are a lot of things that people can do for themselves. What is it that you would say systematically? How do they approach and how long can it be before they can get better? It's a really good question. And of course, everyone is different. Everyone is different. I don't know two people alike uh, right. on the planet. And it, what's very interesting about these chronic stress-related conditions is that because we're so different meta metabolically, we have different weak links in metabolism, different vital voids. We're just really different. And so the same stressors yep. that we're all under, and that some people are under more than others and more different types of stress, might be under five, 10 different types of stress. And so let's just say that's going into the body and depending on the body and the weak links in different ways, the symptoms could come out down here as thyroid symptoms or, uh, you know, ovarian symptoms or digestive symptoms or mental and brain fog symptoms or immune system problems or, uh, you know, fat and carbohydrate metabolism problems. So the same symptoms can produce all these same uh stressors can produce all these different symptoms depending on who you are depending on you and different things and it's also quite interesting that th let's say you take a bunch of people with the exact same cluster of symptoms the thyroid for instance it could be any you could follow each person's uh way that they got that way and find the different stressors like one person it's their mental emotional stressors another person it's physical pain and accidents they've had another person it is chemical stressors and the work that they do and things like that or and again you've got food and the environment and you've got various things so it's it's really about the the individual person and 
So we start looking not just at the thyroid. Yes, your cluster of symptoms points to thyroid, but we would also want to look at your other hormones. We'd want to look at your digestive markers. Are you actually breaking down food and assimilating it, getting all the nutrition you need? We'd also want to look at the detoxification systems, making sure that you're properly filtering and processing uh, the, the environmental toxins and all the other kinds of tox toxins around things. So you, you've got to have this overall view that everyone's different and that you've got to go upstream and uh, and respect those differences. So with that said, um, I think that uh, we would have a person understand, because the question was how fast can you feel better? You yep. can feel better fast. I mean, that's why you go to a physician, because they can write your prescription right. and you'll feel better fast, you know, like maybe in three or four or five days or I'd say three weeks. So now you can get alternatives to drugs. You can use supplements and there's things that would um, support you in a way to relieve some of those symptoms. So we would just call that the relief period. Mm -hmm. So there's the relief period and it could go one, two, three weeks. You should feel better pretty, pretty relatively fast, you know, and now depending on, how long that thing has been going on and how many years it took to develop that cluster symptoms or multiple clusters of symptoms. Uh, and remember there's multiple reasons you have them. Um, the corrective phase could go, you know, way beyond that for quite some period of time. So there's the relief phase. We all want relief and there's nothing wrong with relief. But if you just leave it there, you're going to be coming back for relief all the time. And you need, you know, bigger and bigger symptom removal sticks, you know, to, to beat yeah. yourself with or whatever, taking things like that. And so, so there's the relief period should be fairly quick, even if it's the natural, holistic, safe, you know, idea of using supplements and, and different natural agents um, and behavior. Uh, but um, the, the, it's the corrective phase that a health coach cares about. We, we, you know, relief is not that important to us, and we, we don't want you suffering. If you're having hot flashes every night and night sweats, well, that's very uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, we're going to do a little, you know, we call it intelligent allopathy. Allopathy is symptom removal. So a little bit of intelligent, the safest way possible to get you to feel better quickly. But it's the, it's the behavior that we want to start correcting and that, and that could take quite some time if you have you know leaky gut irritable bowel uh crohn's you could have pcos you could have a lot of serious things you could have sort of more uh generic conditions that have been diagnosed like chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia or you know these cluster like things but even even hypothyroidism uh, there's a relief phase. There's a corrective phase when you have to find out what all the stressors are, try to reverse them to the best of your ability. And then there is finally the maintenance phase. Well, hopefully we've educated. We, if we've educated our clients well enough, they can they maintain themselves. They, it's really an empowerment uh, concept of, you know, you feed a person a fish, you feed them for a day. You yeah. teach them how to fish and you feed them for a lifetime. So that's the trick. One, one overriding uh, consideration, I think, is that, you know, you take a person who's 
not healthy. <laughs> they have a lot of different types of symptoms. They're on a stairway to health. And I have to tell you, this is a kind of a uh, emancipating paradigm. Uh, there's no one at the top of the stairs that I know. I don't, I've been in the business for over 20 years. I don't know anyone who's perfectly healthy. In other words, we all have something to work on. But some people have a lot more stairs to go than others. You know, and so we help people who have a lot of steps to go and we just help them on the steps. Now, it's again, if the first few steps is relief, yeah, I feel much better. Thank you. I have more energy. I'm sleeping better. I've lost a few pounds. My, my thoughts are more clear. Let's bring fog. And I feel a little happier. Well, that's excellent. Now, you still have steps to go. You want to stay there and maybe even attain super high energy, uh, super good immune system. You never get sick. All cells functioning, you know, perfectly or, or as close to it. So the, the emancipating paradigm, uh, what sets you free is knowing that we all have work to do. And we can help others who have a lot of steps and we keep stay on our uh, path as well. Got it. So basically, the relief can come with supplements or medications and you go into the corrective phase where you're digging for the healing opportunities. And during that time, you're educating your patients about or clients, um, a health coach calls their um, um, whatever, my, my patients as your clients, yes. And uh, you're educating them on their specific stressors that's causing their dysfunction and giving them an opportunity, empowering them to heal themselves. And then you get to a maintenance phase where the patient or the client feels empowered to continue in this health journey and able to maintain that. Am I getting that right? Yeah, exactly. You're teaching them that, you know, I, I have these five steps to try to make it easy for people to remember and to follow, you know, we call it our dress, D-R-E-S-S. -S. You know, if you're, D is diet, so you have to eat right. So if we can yeah. teach people to eat well and correctly and right for them, uh, that's a good thing. Diet and then rest. You know, getting a good night's sleep is very important. The the DRE obviously is exercise. You have to move your body. The two S's are stress reduction or management, stress reduction, and then supplementation. Now, I don't have my own brand of supplements, but I know a lot about them and I th find them very, very helpful. So, so it's, I, I learned this, by the way, working in a in an office where I realized real quickly, I was the nutritional therapist. Mm -hmm. I was seeing a doctor for, you know, chiropractic or acupuncture or what have you. And um, I realized real quickly that it's not the office visits that matter. It's what you do between the office visits. Yeah. <laughs> That's what matters. It's, it's right. not, you don't go to the doctor and get fixed. You, you go and you, you, you get some testing done, you get some report of findings, you, you come up with a strategy and a plan of what you're going to do until your next visit. And then you go, the person has to run the program. Go, you know, if we develop a program, you got to run the program. So it's what you do between visits. And that can be broken down into diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, and supplementation. That's a holistic, all-encompassing plan 
and it has an effect on every cell in your body, every tissue, every organ, every system, the entire organism simply gets healthier and better as long as you run the program. Yeah. So that's where the correction occurs until you're maintaining it by yourself. You don't need any more visits. Absolutely. You know? That's what I tell patients too, right? Uh, what you eat between Thanksgiving and New Year's is not as important as what you eat between New Year's and Thanksgiving. So it's the longest <laughs> stretch, right? Um, and a lot of people yes. uh, worry about that short phase. And it's really not the physician. I always say the physician is there to just guide you or a health practitioner is there to guide you. But really the work has to be, the motivation and the work has to come from the patient. Because if you're not willing and you're looking for a solution in a supplement or in a medication, that's only a tool. It's not the whole solution. And I think that's, I really, I do remember learning about the dress. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. I thought that was really all encompassing um, in a way approach because from diet, um, I like the fact that you address the sleep and um, looking at the exercise movement and looking at stress management. And though in that part, the diet could be also the digestion because the digestive processes are really, really hampered in most people and they don't realize that. So someone who walks around with a thyroid issue, you started them on medication because they were severely hypothyroid. We're working on their digestive. We're looking at your other hormones. How do, um, what are the things that you feel that optimizes their health? What are the other, th uh, other hormones? Like you said, um, sex hormones play an important role. How much, uh, what is the role of cortisol? What is the role of inflammation in thyroid disorders that you've noticed? And what can people do about it? Well, sure. So a little bit about the uh, physiology or anatomy, the, the way it works. So your thyroid is here in your neck, basically. But the signals going to it come from the brain. You have two little organs that work together up in the brain, the hypothalamus and the pituitary. Right. So they're telling the thyroid what to do. And the thyroid hormone is going throughout your body and it's helping you maintain correct metabolism, basically speaking. Well, that hypothalamus and pituitary then better be working real well. And if the signal's going to that little, <laughs> very complex uh, organ, you know, organ in a sense, um, are the, you know, improper input, gets improper output to the thyroid. The things that can affect the hypothalamus pituitary are many. There is the autonomic nervous system, whether you're in fight flight mode, you mentioned stress and cortisol. So if you're in fight flight mode all the time, these signals are not gonna correctly you know, flow through to the thyroid. And by the way, flow through to the gonads or flow through to the adrenals, you know, or what have you. So you can have a lot of hormone disruption based on the input that could be you mentioned inflammation that's a huge one from diseases and injuries and and uh, all kinds of reasons you might be inflamed uh, again activating the immune system toxins are really big um you even just your 
your uh, diurnal rhythm, just the circadian rhythm, you know, the idea of going to bed and getting a good night's sleep and being well rested and getting up in the day and spending some time outside. You know, now, right now, doc, I'm trying to spend two hours a day outside. You, that's not easy to do, you know, especially when you work for yourself. I work from my, my home office here, and, but, but man, I make myself go outside. I have a beautiful place I, and I have nice hobbies. I, I'm a, I like gardening and things like that. Um, so I try to spend a couple hours. Anyway, this idea that there's all this input going in. Right. How about the chemicals in the environment? You know, right. the air and water and what's in food and well, what's in new furniture and what's in your household care products and cleaning products, what's in your skin products and your, your other personal care products. So there's all of this input going in that could be quite toxic, just general broad term toxic. It's, it's a negative uh, downward effect on the hypothalamus pituitary thyroid, hypothalamus pituitary adrenals, hypothalamus pituitary gonads, you know, uh, and so your entire hormonal system can be um, quite disturbed. There's, there's lots of opportunity for things to go wrong. This is why I call it the, all of these things in the environment, again, including just aches and pains and, um, you know, eating the wrong foods. You, you, you mentioned it. Um, there's lots of contributors to the metabolic chaos that goes on. And that, that's actually a phrase that I coined, uh, talking to people smarter than me <laughs> who who just have a way of really you know understanding the deep 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 levels and the complexities it's really incredible you know we haven't talked about the enzymes involved in these um, you know how hormones are metabolized and uh, the genes involved and yeah. genetic expression and epigenetics it goes on and on and on it gets way too complex for the consumer yeah for me so i but i have a way of taking this you know fairly complex stuff and trying to make it easy because i spent 10 years working in an office where i was the patient educator i was the one that had to face mrs smith or mr jones eye to eye and get them to change their behavior yeah. but i didn't want to do it just on authority do this or you're going to die you know you can't you can't just say that because they don't think they're going to die they don't feel that bad so you have to really educate 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 so there was a lot of learning and i think that's i, I like that word the word the i should not say word it's two words metabolic chaos because me metabolism is a very synchronized and systemic process and it's like a well-oiled machine and when something oh, yeah. is disrupted in any other field we look at the whole system in medicine mm -hmm. for some reason we just look at the problem and i think that's where you know you're shining light just on the problem instead of looking at what is causing the problem so i like the term metabolic chaos i i really believe that's there is a chaos that's happening, whether it, it began with metabolism, whether it began with detoxification, whether it began with your immune system, whatever it may be, there is a chaos because some signal is either dampened or um, amplified, one of the two. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's quite remarkable how complex it is it's also remarkable how simple it is in concept 
to to fix it you know you just um you if healing occurs healing occurs uh when the when the process focuses on removing those contributors to metabolic chaos yep and 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 uncovering you know what the dysfunction is and then creatively supporting and nurturing and uh resting and you know exercising th those things like the, the nurture comes mostly from diet and mm -hmm. you can take supplements you have to mm -hmm. nurture 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 every function in the body remember this is key to remember too you don't have to teach any cell what its job is the intelligence the innate intelligence in every cell is not to be underestimated you know like it's it's really remarkable the body wants to heal yeah and if it's true yeah. with with a cut on your arm we've all cut ourselves um just the other day i had a a, a nick this here and it was all bleeding look it was just three days later it's gone you can't even yeah. see the nick how does that occur and well it occurs <laughs> that's how we're designed shouldn't that same healing potential be in every cell in your body shouldn't that be true with the thyroid and the liver and the heart and lungs and kidneys and pancreas and adrenals and ovaries and testes if you have them and and whatever it is yes that intelligence is in all of those cells too yeah yeah and um that's that's how we learn in functional medicine identify what does this person need to heal which is nurturing and what do you need to remove so that the body can heal so something is inhibiting the process of healing. So that's, that is very true. Those two concepts, we can look for the root causes of those two. Uh, invariably, most patients would heal. So this has been a very interesting conversation. And I really appreciate you coming on our podcast. Um, and I will have people, when I do my show notes, I'll put the dress as a part of what they have to address. And also okay. um, uh, discuss um, the metabolic chaos a little more in detail so people can get to understand what metabolic chaos is. So, thank you once again. Thank you, Nisha. It's been fantastic being here with you and your, your gang. I appreciate it.